Welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast. It is Monday, and we are here to help you rescue the art of homemaking from the daily grind. It's always a little grindy on Mondays. It's a little grindy every day of the week. Let's just just be real. Um, But yeah, so I am Angela Reed of Parisian Farm Girl, joined by Shay Elliott of the Elliott Homestead and ShayElliott.com. And um, as it happens, we are the hosts of this show. As it happens. (laughs) We've been doing Mm -hmm. this for almost two years, which is crazy. And we're really, really glad to be here with you today. So whether you're um, folding laundry or taking care of small children or taking care of an elderly parent or, um, you know, taking a toothbrush to the baseboards, whatever you're doing, if you're stuck in gridlock and rush hour, we're here with you. Mm -hmm. You're not alone. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Um, You know, a lot has happened in these last couple of weeks with like, if you have your pulse at all on like media There's a lot going on with Joe Rogan's podcast, which I think is so interesting because Mm -hmm. you have this guy who's a cage fight commentator slash stand-up comedian who has now become the number one news source in America. The number one news source in America. It blows my mind. Mm -hmm. And I think part of it is podcasts, and I think we have found this with our podcast, podcasts really speak to people because when... I was trying to rack my brain, like, why is this so interesting? And I think what makes it work is that most conversations require something of you. So if you Mm -hmm. meet your friend for coffee and you're discussing something, you're listening, you're actively engaged with what they're saying. Thank you very much for the coffee, honey. Oh, I need one. Um, You know, like it takes energy on your part to interact socially in a socially acceptable way with this conversation. Right. What podcasts allow you to do is to be a part of a conversation, It does, but it doesn't require anything of you. So you really just kind of get to sit and openly listen, chew on things, maybe think about something you hadn't thought about before. It really is such an interesting form of media. And yeah. whereas music tries to make you feel a certain emotion or convey a certain message, podcasting really isn't like that because it's just talking. Uh, it's interesting. Yeah. First of all, um, like I'm, I have no shame. I really enjoy his podcast. <laughs> it's uh, you know not always in agreement, but dang, I just feel like a a mouse on a wall. And I suppose maybe people feel like that listening to you and I, knowing that we're best friends. Um, mm-hmm. I have a love for dialogue. Mm-hmm. I don't always love to make the conversation because I don't always. Um, have the right words or mm-hmm. might takes me a while to formulate my thoughts. Sometimes I'm really, really spontaneous off the cuff. And other times I'm like, yeah, I got nothing. Like if you come back in an hour, <laughs> which doesn't always work when you and I are sitting down to record yeah. um, when we're live. But um, but I love dialogue. Like I love um, movies that are like plays turned into movies. So they're yeah. very heavy dialogue. One of my favorite movies is Cat on a Hot Tin Roof with Liz Taylor. Mm-hmm. And it's a Tennessee Williams play. It's all dialogue, and it's just like rich and thick and swampy mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, multi- it's, it's like so many layers and emotions and yeah. The communication of dialogue is so important, and I think what what I was getting at with that was like it's weird that we're the hosts of this podcast, mm-hmm. and obviously we're like. Nothing compared to just in terms of downloads, in terms of, right, right, right. you know, like Joe Rogan. But 
But the idea was just like, how do you find yourself in this position? You're not really qualified. Joe Rogan is not really qualified to be the number one news source in America. Or is he the perfect source? (laughs) You know, we're not qualified to help women rescue the art of the daily grind because we're still grinding. We're just just grinding. And yet here we are. Like, Mm -hmm. and maybe that makes us not qualified. Maybe that actually makes us the perfect hosts. I don't know. Um, But regardless, we're still having the conversation. Like women everywhere are still having this conversation, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it is interesting. It is interesting how podcasts have sort of found a way into people's into people's lives, especially like long form like us. I mean, people will sit in and plug in and listen for an hour. For an hour. They, they From what they say, they'd listen every day if we had time to do mm-hmm. it every day. Uh, yeah, it's it's really really incredible and you know um it's getting it's getting spicy out there folks it's getting (laughs) it's it's getting spicy you know his is interesting (laughs) to me because it's unedited and i suppose Mm -hmm. ours is unedited too but like we don't go in and Mm -mm. clean things up no no you guys have to realize half the time when we say stuff we're like we have a conversation the next day like should we have said that? Well, why was I, I go? Why was I doing that? Yeah, aside from a few turds, though, I think. <laughs> thank you. I think the podcast listener is a very um, educated listener in that not not like book you know college educated or something, but they understand that um, growth. You know, we're, yes. we're, nobody's nobody's the same person that they were yesterday. Nobody's the same person that they were ten minutes minutes ago. Like my hairdresser, he's like, you know what? Guess what? I maybe I was wrong last year. Maybe when I spouted off about X Y Z, I I mm-hmm. believed that firmly, and maybe at that time it was true. And for me, and maybe maybe now a year later, I can look back and go, that is no longer true. I would no longer say things that way. Yeah. You know, the podcast listener, I think, has this. Um, you know, when you say things are getting spicy out there, uh, mm-hmm. they're more um, accepting and they understand They understand that they actually are listening to someone in process. Yeah. I think, I, I oh feel gosh. like that when I listen to podcasts, I am not like holding these people's feet to the fire to be on point and accurate. Like I am listening to a conversation. A conversation has life. It has a beginning. It has an adolescence. It has a death. Like and and. Life is full of so many changes. And I, mm-hmm. I just feel like the podcast listeners are growing. They're becoming more popular. You know, when we started this show, there were only 800,000 podcasts worldwide. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many there are today. I just heard this statistic the other day, but it didn't stick. It's a lot, like millions. Yeah. Millions. But yeah. I just think there's something special about the listener. I wonder if our listeners would would agree with me. Like I feel as a podcast listener and I feel the feedback from our listeners is that there's like an acceptance. Mm-hmm. Whereas like uh, in other social media platforms if podcast is considered a social media form, um yeah. there's a perfection that's demanded. Good luck, which is <laughs> sick, you know, and you and I feel the repercussions yeah. of that. But I feel like um, the average listener to a podcast is more yeah, I'm just watching something unfurl. I'm yeah. Just, I'm here and I'm a part of this unfurling. I don't think there's anywhere that demands perfection more than YouTube. I Ugh. think the YouTube audience in general is, you know, YouTube started out was like these little home shot videos of a cool skateboard trick or, mm-hmm. you know, 
something right? silly, a cat eating out of a bird feeder or something, and it has turned into something else entirely. Um, so I do what Joe Rogan does, which is called post and ghost. Yep. Which means you post your content and then you never look at it again. I never, ever look at it again. I don't look at comments. I don't watch old videos because there is a growth to it. And mm-hmm. we got we have to allow people to grow and change their mind and be engaged in a conversation, not just not just hold their feet to the fire. What mm-hmm. a terrible place that would be. I was just thinking about this other day as a homemaker. When we remodeled our first bathroom, and I'll we can talk about that later about why we, why I was even going there mentally, but okay. We were remodeling our first bathroom, and I found this bathtub that I really liked. It was a vintage bathtub, and I'm like I just need to snag it now, knowing we needed to replace our broken one. Mm-hmm. So I did. But I was just insistent that we not tarp it and put it outside. I was absolutely insistent that we put it inside to keep it safe. Mind you, we hadn't even like planned the remodel yet. So we had a giant cast iron bathtub in our dining room for seven months. And people had to walk, you couldn't walk around the table. You had to like go over the bathtub. It was the stupidest thing I've ever done. Like, why Mm -hmm. would you do that to your family? Just- Just a lack of experience, lack of maturity. And now looking back, you're like, what are you? Like, what right. a stupid move. What a yeah. stupid hill to die on. Yeah, but yeah, But at the yeah. time, it felt so important. Mm-hmm. Which, again, I know that sounds absolutely ridiculous. But that was six years ago. And praise God, I'm not that person anymore. <laughs> I have, you know, you loosen right. up where you need to loosen up and you tighten up where you need to tighten up and- Hopefully at the end of the journey, you know, you've made some progress. Right. (laughs) Um, And I hope that our podcast listeners listen back at season one and think, man, they were wrong about some stuff because we Mm -hmm. weren't. Mm -hmm. Hello. That's okay. We're just, we're literally just here having a conversation. This isn't scripted. It's not formulated. You know, I'd like to say maybe we put more effort into it, but we don't. We just talk. <laughs> we share. Yeah. You know, it's good. Well, you know, homemaking isn't scripted. <laughs> and uh-huh. homemaking has 42,700 and I don't know. I lost my. That's not how you make numbers, is it? <laughs> more coffee. 42,371. 42, variables during <laughs> yeah. the day, you know? Like you think it's going to go this way and then your cat barfs. You think it's going to go this way and then your yep. kid loses a tooth and. Yeah, yeah, it's just. Yeah, speaking of kids losing teeth, I am the oh, worst tooth fairy. Oh, that's I can't ever believe you existed. said that, Julian. I just heard him over talking. He's like, "And the tooth fairy didn't come again last night." <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm like, oh, brother. Well, some kids can take it. Like Georgia, she knows where the tooth fairy. Okay, so yeah, she's like, hey, "Mom, other kids that are like, like the tooth fairy didn't come <laughs> last night." Yeah, right. But my William. God bless this boy. He is the most tender. He's like your Julian. He is mm-hmm. so tender hearted. Mm-hmm. And he is the last person in the world you ever want to disappoint. And the other night he lost a tooth and we were not feeling well. And he came out the next morning, just t- tears well Aww. in his eyes. And he's like, like mouth, you know, quivering. The tooth fairy didn't come. 
And I'm like, I, I'm just going to go kill myself. <laughs> I don't deserve to be your mother. You That's are what I felt this morning. <laughs> I've put off, like, we, I've got it. Like, I'm a pro now. I'm like, look, if it's if it's 10 below, the tooth fairy doesn't go out. If the mom and dad are sick, the tooth fairy is worried about getting the flu because she can't. There you go. Because she would give it to the other children. Yes. I've got like all these. If you don't, if you don't tell the tooth fairy that you put the tooth under the pillow, if you don't tell your mom and dad, then the tooth fairy doesn't have permission to come into your house. Like if you just put it under oh, your pillow you without go. saying anything. Like I have all my bases covered. Mm-hmm. So sure enough, he's like, "That's this morning." He's like, "I even said it." <laughs> Nobody's well, sick. It was twenty degrees yesterday and not minus eight. I said it like. And now, like in where we live, there is just nowhere to get anything. Yeah. And we've set the bar way too high when we had just a few kids, like a little Lego set. Like I got a oh, pack of what? carefree gum in the 80s. Like we're – no, we're nerds. We, oh, we my gosh. It. We, we, I'm like, we here's five it. chocolate chips. The tooth fairy. <laughs> the tooth fairy. I do not want to be your chips. kid. <laughs> no, you don't. Well, here's the best part. The next day, William lost another tooth. And I was like, buddy, she just knew she knew that was gonna happen. Oh, yeah, nice. Like move. well. And played. so he, you know, and so it all worked out in the end. But those feelings of disappointment, oh, those are the worst. And yeah, as the I mean, kids we get older, nowhere. like we have to go to the true value and hope we can find something. Cause Shopco went out of business here. Like mm-hmm. we have no Yeah. Like yeah, you set the bar Play-Doh too high. Play-Doh aisle store for 40 miles, you know? Yeah. Ugh. I'm literally like, here's a chunk of chocolate from Mommy's Chocolate Bar. Oh. Where did it come from? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Robbing Peter to pay Paul. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's so sweet. I love when you have those sweet moments like that. They just are, goodness gracious, they're humbling. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of humbling moments as a homemaker, but kids – Kids in general, up the ante. they up the ante big time. Yeah, big time. You're like, well, I thought I was cool. I thought I was attractive. I yeah. thought I was a, you know, a sinner. <laughs> but you know, kind of a kind of good. I had no. good moments. Like you should. You have you have kids, and you're like, oh, checkmate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're done. <laughs> we're done. Mic drop. I'm out. I give up. I surrender. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Um, oh you know, we goodness. talked about just like the the adapting and the changing and mm-hmm. nothing has probably made me more submissive to that than being a parent. And I think there's a lot of ways that you can learn this lesson. So I don't think you have to be a parent by any stretch of the imagination. But mm-hmm. there is something about being a parent where you're just like, and I'm going to stop giving parenting advice to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> and... Right. What worked for us probably and what worked for one kid didn't work for another. And you just, man, you just start drowning in your humility because you realize, oh, this is a whole person, a whole soul, a whole sinner, mm-hmm. a whole – this this child is walking its own path completely with the Lord. And the Lord is doing something with this child actually you know, with me and also without me. Like right. they have their own relationship. I'm not this like – this shield, right, that the Lord has to work through to yes. get to my child. This child has its own direct relationship with their Heavenly Father. Mm-hmm. And like he is doing in them, just like he worked in a bunch of really horrible, terrible things in my life and mm-hmm. everybody's life. When right. you look back on those moments and you think, God, that was 
terrible. Right. I never want to go through anything like that again. Well, the Lord works through those things. And it sucks that our kids have to endure those things too for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. You know? They're going to have to get their heart broken and they're going to have to disappoint people and Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I actually did listen to um, Rogan and Peterson over the weekend. Jordan Peterson and Joe Rogan. It was like a four-hour and 15-minute interview. And boy, um, you know, there's always just – that's a lot of that's a lot of talking, but you there's like little nuggets that stick out. And I remember um, Jordan Peterson talking about like a mother's courage. Like the most courageous thing a mother does is be a mother because you're mm-hmm. – you know you're – job is to send them out into the world and and literally sending them to their death like you can't protect they can't be yours yeah forever like you have to acknowledge they will have a a beginning a middle and an end yeah and that's like the courageous the most courageous thing that like that a woman does is just like acknowledge that yeah like i got a little choked up i was cleaning the living room i'm like please stop talking about this (laughs) isn't that the truth yeah isn't that and you know the as far as the lord goes I hate this part, but like we don't have like a guarantee of like what we get, what prog- progress or, or sanctification we <laughs> we get to see ages zero through eighteen. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like it's not on our timeline. Certain things mm-hmm. might happen at seventy two when we're gone. You know. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's when you just gotta pray faithfully, pray for your children. Yeah. You know, and know that the Lord cares for them and loves them more than you do. You know, that's what I try mm-hmm. to remind myself. Like he actually formed them. He made their eyes this color and he made their hair this color and he made their personality this way. And he knows mm-hmm. them to a depth that you can't even comprehend. Which like, is amazing because you, you can just feel like you, yeah. like you, I could just devour my kids. Like they yeah. are, they're, they're still like, yes, they're, they're scrumptious. Yeah, yes. They're scrumptious. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine how the Lord feels about mm. us, you know? And we love yeah. our kids even when they're sinful and even when they're dirty and even when they've, you know, mm-hmm. done all sorts of terrible things. And sometimes it's easier than others, <laughs> but we still love them. <laughs> we still love them. Oh, it's so true. You know, I love this. This is a rabbit trail, but like okay. I genuinely, I listened to that Jordan Peterson conversation. I'm really interested in just like the the cultural analysis of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, p- different people's take on the state of things, I think, is yeah. really interesting. I don't watch news at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really unhelpful, I think. But um, I loved in this interview, <clears throat> and I've I've noticed this with Joe before, and I'm I'm select about which ones I listen to. Basically, anyone that's a stand-up comedian, I don't listen to because yeah, they're just raunchy and. They're wrong. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's I don't, I just pass. But if he's got a doctor on or a scientist, yeah. I mean, gosh, those are so interesting. They're so interesting. Yeah. And what kills me is when we get the um, the feedback from people that are like, oh, I don't agree with you on this. It's like, I listen to Joe Rogan. I don't agree with him on like anything. Right. But I can still listen to him and engage and learn something from the conversation. Right. Like, right. That's okay. Um, but what I love about, and I think this is just... I think this is just true. Like, he actually can't help but bear the mark of his creator. And he mm-hmm. wants to make sense of things so bad. Like, where did we come from? And why? What are? what's the point? And where do we go after we die? And do we have souls? And, you know, are we just primordial cells that manage to create civilization? And, mm-hmm. 
And him and Jordan in this conversation, particularly, man, they are just, you can like feel the angst. It's yeah. palpable. Mm-hmm. And and you're just like, you, it's right there. It's right there. And so I like, I just pray for them every time this happens in the conversation. And this is like, I've done this for Joe actually for a long time. I just pray for mm-hmm. him. I'm like, he's right there. And he and he wants the answers to the questions. Yeah, he's that so scripture, like scripture he's so actually has the answers to. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and I think that that's true of a lot of people. Like, let me just tell you, if you're pondering this question right now, I didn't no one gave me the answer to this until I was like in my early twenties and I wanted to punch something because I was like, could have saved me some heartache. Hmm. Why are we here? What's the point? To glorify God and enjoy him forever. That is the point, my friends. If you're yep. wondering why why you need to wash your dirty socks today, why you need to go to work for another shift to glorify God and enjoy him forever. That's the point. And I think you see somebody like Joe and Jordan, dang, they, they're right there. Like, it's just, I just keep thinking what a testament would be if Joe ever does convert. If he ever mm-hmm. does. Like, you know, I can totally see it happening. That's what I pray for. Mm. Silly as I feel that like, might be, you know who I I can't judge his soul or inner thoughts or whatever. But like, mm-hmm. I feel like when lately when I listen to Peterson, I'm like, wow, you're like really. He's really close. Really close. Um, well, have <laughs> I, you ever heard? He just he's fascinating. Just yeah. Have you ever heard the story of Rosaria Butterfield? Yes. Yeah, I read. The, okay. The okay. Book. So Rosaria Butterfield wrote a book called "Secret Thoughts of an Unlikely Convert" and. She's a tenured professor, and she decides to do this some sort of research project as in this position on the religious right. And so, and she's like, in order to do this, she reads through the Bible like, I don't know, a dozen times, like mm-hmm. front to back. She's like, I need to know this thing in order to be able to speak to what it is they're actually believing, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the word of God is powerful. Like she, she's in it, and she's I like returning void. Sorry about that. <laughs> you know, she starts right. to realize, like, oh, something's happening. Something's happening. And I think about that with Jordan. Like Jordan understands particularly the Old Testament, but yeah, the, he's been the Bible like in big, general. Um, he did a ex- Genesis tour, Genesis ex- tour, and yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You can't not be in the word of God and not be changed because it's living and it's powerful. Mm. And, you know, it's the greatest weapon that we've been given to change hearts. And I love, I love seeing that fruit in Jordan. It's like even somebody who initially had kind of a real like locked elbow towards this, like you, it, you yeah, it just doesn't come back void. Mm. So if you're going to spend time in scripture, beware, be aware, you guys. It doesn't come I have back a lot void. of respect for um for non-believers that that dive in. They don't just take it at someone else's word. Yeah. Like if they're if they especially setting out to prove it wrong, like instead of just you know, just being like a pseudo student about it and mm-hmm. reading other works on like when they actually crack open the Bible. Mm-hmm. I'm like, good. Well done. Mm-hmm. Um I have to turn my space heater off. I'm melting. So, <laughs> so say something brilliant while I take my headphones okay. off. Okay. Well, if you guys haven't noticed, Angela and I are both actually wearing our Cafe du Monde uh, sweatshirts today. So I've been trying uh, really hard to 
dress for success. I've been wearing skirts and dresses. And oh, so then I, Stu's like, you've been dressing so nice. And then you wear your sweatshirt for your podcast. So when you okay. came up with your Cafe du Monde sweatshirt, I felt a lot better. Okay. It's very good. Um, okay. So speaking of like converts, I don't know where this conversation is going. Um, I, I watched this movie a few weeks ago. I think I told you this, um, called The Most Reluctant Convert. Okay. About C.S. Lewis. Oh, yes. You guys, like, if you can find this, I don't know if you can still watch it. It's made by, like, a small production uh, company. And sometimes when that happens, the content is cheesy. There's actually nothing cheesy about this. Um, It's incredible. It's an Mm -hmm. hour and 15 minutes. They ask you to spend 20 bucks. Totally worth it. Like, come on. That's like a few lattes. Absolutely, totally worth it, whether you're a believer or non-believer. Beautiful shots of Oxford. I mean, just visually, um, it's beautiful. And it's, again, just all dialogue. Mm -hmm. This looks like sort of a a, a one-man play almost. Maybe it was. I don't know. But it it's Lewis um, as an older man following his younger self around, like telling you what's happening and telling you what's going on in his heart at the time, telling you why he doesn't believe in God. And and then it's just so good. He gets into school and it's just like, um, what were mm-hmm. they called? The Inklings? It's like the him Inklings. and Tolkien. And, yeah. you know, they'd go up for a pint and talk yeah. and they just start they're just jabbing at him they're like come on you're so intelligent it's staring at you right in the face you're just, you know <laughs> get it it's excellent mm-hmm. and um like i actually when i watched it i thought dang it i want joe rogan to see this <laughs> because mm-hmm. it's just so intelligent so intelligent it's so mm-hmm. brilliant so mm-hmm. It's winter, we're getting organized, we're getting clean, we are washing our sheets from American Blossom Linens, softer with each washing. These are our favorite sheets here on the show. You know this as fans of vintage linens. These are the best sheets ever. Shay and I love to call them modern vintage, and you need to be sleeping on them with a process called combing. All the rough fibers are pulled through these American-made, Texas-grown cotton sheets. This creates the softest, most beautiful sheets for your home. You will love them. I know you're in the mood to spruce things up. You want to make things fabulous for your home, beautiful. You want to survive winter in style. Do that with American Blossom Linens. Visit AmericanBlossomLinens.com and use this equally as beautiful coupon code HOMEMAKERSHEIK20 for 20% off sheets, duvets, beautiful linens that I know you will love as much as Shay and I do. AmericanBlossomLinens.com. Use the coupon code HOMEMAKERSHEIK20. This is Angela. You've been following over on ParisianFarmGirl.com or maybe over on ParisianFarmGirl on Instagram. You've seen me redoing my home. You love the style, but you want to develop a little bit of your own style too. So here's what I think you should do. You need to visit oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com and become a member of my Old World Design Society. As a member of the society, each quarter, I'm going to walk you through making your personal space even more beautiful with three private design classes. We have a design forum that is overflowing with ideas for your home and like-minded old souls just like you. And of course, a quarterly publication, print or digital, with no ads. The current magazine, Winter 2022, is so lovely, if I do say so myself, full of plenty of design inspiration and DIY projects 
to keep you busy until the tulips come up. So visit oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com, become a member of this special community of like-minded old souls. That's oldworld.parisienne farmgirl.com. A huge concept on this show is Better Not More, and our sponsor, House of Tokemon, exemplifies this idea. Visit hotrugs.net because I know you're tired of throwing your money away on cheap rugs that don't survive your lifestyle, and I know you want to dress your home in a hand-woven rug from House of Tokemon. These beautiful vintage rugs are known to outlast their plastic counterparts, you know, those washable rugs, by two decades. I know your washable rug hasn't held up the way you want it to. All of the House of Tokemon rugs are heirloom quality, they're handmade, and they are made from the finest cottons and sheep's wool. Buy directly from their website, always enjoy free shipping in the continental U.S., or enjoy a custom sourcing experience. I'll give you a little hint. Follow House of Tokemon over on Instagram for the most incredible education on rug quality, care, and sourcing. And then when you're ready, use this exclusive coupon code, HOMEMAKER25, for 25% off a beautiful investment into your home. You're guaranteed a one-of-a-kind rug, no fake antique rugs, no machine-made copies or replicas. You've seen them in our homes. Now it's time to dress your home in a rug. Visit House of Tokemon at hotrugs.net. That's hotrugs.net. And use the coupon code HOMEMAKER25. Well, I mean, a lot of people... Like, I wonder with somebody like... I mean, Joe was raised culturally Catholic. Probably, yeah. Uh, Probably wasn't, you know, taught that much. You there's that there is that cultural Catholic where you're Catholic, but you're not actually a practicing Catholic. Yeah, that's kind of what I mean by that. Um, And it kind of makes me wonder. Like, I I had a friend Dan, um, Stu, and I had a friend in our early twenties, and and he said, I mean, this is like you know just your average kid from like Washington. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about the gospel and he w- he looked me dead in the face and he's like, what, what is the gospel? And I was like, wow, there's actually people who haven't heard this, like just heard it. That's mm-hmm. interesting to me that you could, you could live in like modern day America and not actually know the gospel. And I, I kind of wonder, like, has Joe heard the gospel? Like, has anyone ever just told him you are a sinner and Christ came you know as God incarnate to die for your sins so that you could be made right with a thrice holy God so that you could enjoy him forever because anyone ever said that to him I don't he's know. he's never had and this this is one thing that really bugs me he's never had a Christian who, at all on <laughs> Like oh, not no, e- not even close. Not even close, and that it, that does frustrate me. Like get like a, have get, that like, conversation. A, get get yeah. Like who who is the C.S. Lewis of today? Like oh get my one gosh, of those. can you imagine C.S. Lewis and no, Joe Rogan having get one a conversation of those minds uh, on the show? Who would that be? I mean, Ravi I Ravi know. Zacharias has passed, but can you imagine Joe Rogan and Ravi Zacharias yeah. across the table? Uh, from you know, each it other? would it would need to be R.C. Sproul, um, and he's passed too, and he's so <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one stings still. Um, Sinclair Ferguson, maybe. Hmm. But I think R.C. Sproul would have been, he would have been the man. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Hmm. Stuart could do it. He would Stuart a, would do it. He would be a fun conversation to listen to, right? <laughs> yeah. Stuart has this great ability. Um, <clears throat> so I met with Audrey yesterday. You guys may remember Audrey, my friend from seasons two and three and 
we talk about her a lot. But um, so we met yesterday and <clears throat> for coffee and we were, you know, we were talking about how what like what do you do with people that you're in relationship with when like kind of bridges are burned mm-hmm. and you're not quite sure how to go back about that relationship. And I was sharing with her one of the things that I've learned from Stuart and I'm so grateful um, for him and just how our marriage has sharpened me. But mm-hmm. um, he, Stuart always errs on the side of just like grace and gentleness and mercy and just like a, he really lets the Lord's work be the Lord's work and he lets, and he just lets that be. So he, he never goes about to like convince or change or manipulate or win the argument. You know, he never like, he's direct, but he never like calls people out and just been like, you're doing this wrong, you know, blah, blah, blah. He just kind of lets the Lord convict, the Lord change, and the Lord work in his timing. And he's so good at submitting to that and not trying to force people to be what he wants them to be. And so this was kind of where our conversation ended was just like, really all you can do in sometimes in, I mean, granted, there are some very toxic relationships. I'm not saying, I'm not talking about those. I'm just talking about like general rifts, just to be softer about things, just to be more gracious about things, to be like, you know what, you're a changing person and I'm a changing person. And I probably would have done things different five years ago now looking back. And maybe I Mm -hmm. wouldn't have said that thing that I said that offended you. And Man, just this posture of like you're a person and I'm a person and you're sinful and I'm sinful. And like, you know, we can let's just let the Lord work. Mm -hmm. He's going to be working on me. He's going to be working on you. And let's just let that be. Man, I just think if our culture kind of applied applied that broadly. Right. Like, what would there be to argue about? What would there be? And I, it's so easy to just, to want people to be where we want them to be right now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And what we do when we do that, by the way, is we take all the fun out of things. Hello. Because we cease to appreciate for where people are at. Yeah. Differences and and nuance and growth and. All of that. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I am fatigued, Shay, on this obsession with homogenization yeah i'm really tired of it i'm tired of it like uh, yeah and you know yeah you step out of line and like everyone just has like a freak out or what they think is stepping out of line it's just exhausting like Mm -hmm. and We've, you know, we've kind of talked about this in picking this subject for the season and like every mm-hmm. people have just the sense of humor is gone. Oh. The sense of allowing um, amusement in irony and yeah, anything, just wit, sarcasm, humor, yeah. irony, like they're all, they're all on trial and yes. it's not looking good. <laughs> so true. It's so true. We've actually been watching a lot of stand-up comedians lately because I need to remember how to laugh. Yeah. And I, like um, listening to good Seinfeld, like, oh, as per your suggestion. The other night, I'm like, I'm fine. I'm, I'm starting it's so all good. Over. You guys, it's so terrible. But we're adults here, okay? Yeah. Like, I'm not condoning anybody's lifestyle. See? Like, even I have to do this disclaimer because somebody's going to email me and be like, 
you're a Christian and you want Seinfeld. Don't you know mm-hmm. they sleep around? Yeah, they sleep around. I'm not sleeping around. <laughs> like they're still funny. It's still funny. Um, yeah, it's the humor is gone. Um let's do <laughs> we watched this uh so I did this thing called Netflix is a joke. And it was comedians and sort of the things they do outside comedy. Well, there's this comedian named Dusty Slay. Okay. And he actually follows our YouTube channel. Okay. So he okay. reached out to me and he's like, hey, I want to talk to you about farming. And so we did this hilarious Zoom call where he was asking me all these farming questions. He's just so funny. Okay. But he has this net- this special on Netflix um, called The Stand-Ups. And he does like a 30-minute stand-up bit. And – there was this part where he was talking – he grew up in a trailer park and, like, his mom always bought him, like, the T-shirts. Like, she'd go thrifting and she'd buy him the T-shirts with the howling wolf on it. And I'm like, as soon as he says this, I'm like, I'm a child of the 80s. I know exactly what you're talking mm-hmm. about. I know exactly what T-shirts exactly you're talking about. So I he know. was the kid in school with, like, the howling – the wolf howling at the moon, you know? And I'm mm-hmm. cracking up. And his mom was a heavy smoker and he's like, back in those days, like – you know, they would send you the magazines where if, like, you smoke this much, you can collect this prize. <laughs> Which I totally remember. I remember my grandpa having this magazine. And so he tells this story about his mom giving him the magazine and be like, picking out, pick out your birthday present. <laughs> so he circles the thing he wants, you know, mm-hmm. and she's like, we'll get it. We'll get it. <laughs> like, she's going to start smoking more so that she can get enough points to collect this, you know, right? gift that he's chosen out. Dying. Like, just cracking up. And I was like, oh, yeah. Remember when this used to – remember when this kind of stuff used to be funny? Yeah. Like, you know, and I hate to be, like, the spoiler, but, like, we are not fixing it. Uh, like, we're not fixing it with all of our rigid rules and all of our safety warnings and all of – like, we're not going to fix the problem. And to me, like, that's really good news, actually, because the pressure's off, mm-hmm. you know? What, why are you making that face at me? Because I'm trying to figure out what you mean by what problem? The humor problem? <laughs> the smoking problem? <laughs> all of it. <laughs> Oh, I remember all the problems. I remember when they put safety warnings, they started to put safety warnings on all the cigarette ads in like 17 magazine. You oh, know what I mean? White box down at yeah, the like in general. Blah, 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 blah. Like I remember yeah. I remember when that mm-hmm. came out. That wasn't that long mm-hmm. ago. Um Yeah, I think there's safety there's warnings on everything. Okay, yeah. so we have Disney Plus. All right. My kids, they're they're uh they have a their fit little fingers on the pulse of the culture okay and they love to come running into my room and tell me what the latest warning is on disney plus right okay so there's i didn't know there was warnings on disney there's like cultural like this may hurt you snowflake warnings like peter pan because it's of its depiction of native americans the muppets you can't watch frigging kermit the frog without a like What's the warning on Muppets? I don't know. It's just it's something culturally sensitive. I've never I, seen this. Is it the Swedish Chef? What am I missing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So 
it's just like the fun is gone. Like you can't you can't watch the Muppets because yeah, yeah, yeah. Somehow that yeah, I don't know. I got you. Got to just laugh. You got to just laugh. People are going to make their decisions. People are going to live their lives, and you got to just. Yeah, how is that? How yeah? Okay, so I see what you're saying. How is that micromanaging going for you? Well, that's what I mean. It's like what you're going <laughs> to. Yeah. Do you think that the lady who's smoking enough camels to like get her son a Christmas present, like, do you think your box means anything to her? No. No. And do you think that, you know, it's just, it's, I don't know. I don't know exactly what I'm trying to say. I just know, like, that's not working. Yeah. That's not working. And, and I'm not saying that putting the warning on your cigarettes, like, takes the fun out of anything. It's just... <laughs> Like, honestly, when I see people smoking now, I'm like, hey, get it. <laughs> like, you know, no one doesn't know the risks now. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's not like your doctor's like, that's a good health decision. Like, they used to back right. in the 50s or whatever. Yeah, yeah, And so yeah. now I'm like, you know all this. You're still making this decision. Like, that's freedom, mm-hmm. baby. That's mm-hmm. your choice. Get it. <laughs> get it. Uh, when Enjoy I see your cigarette. Smoking, I'm like, I'm like, people still do that. I'm yeah. such a Pollyanna. I saw someone yeah. outside the other day. It was like eight below, and she's just oh. like on her break, clearly. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I am. I'm dumb. I just think like, oh, surely we've all quit smoking by now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nope. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um. I think about this with my grandpa a lot. My grandpa was a mm. heavy smoker, but he was also a prisoner of war in World War II. Hmm. And I'm like, you know what? Enjoy your cigarettes. Like, for real. I would also smoke. If I were, you know, had to endure what you had to endure and all those years and all that time overseas. And I mean, yeah, enjoy it. We're all going down anyway. Let the man have his thing. Let the man have his thing. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Anyway. Uh, yeah, I don't know exactly where that was going, but <laughs> <laughs> it has been good to remember how to laugh. I'm I'm just so thankful for this season. I feel like this theme needs to actually stretch into the next season. I don't feel like 16 episodes is going to be enough. I don't either. The <laughs> feedback from you, you guys, guys, yeah. over our Don't, you can't from, say you guys. From everyone. From people. Well, if I say ladies, <laughs> I know there's men that listen to this show, so. See? Okay. No fun. No fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is unbelievable. I don't mm-hmm. think, like on Instagram, I don't think we've ever been tagged as many times as we've been tagged in the last couple weeks. And mm-hmm. the laughter, the feedback is just great. Like everybody mm-hmm. does just want to laugh. I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just disagree yeah. and let it roll off your shoulders, y'all. Just disagree and let it roll off. And and find ways to laugh again. Like Seriously. if that if that means Netflix, then, then so yeah. be it. Yeah, honestly. Uh, you honestly. know who needs to make a new special is what's his name? Happy Face. Gosh, like what Ryan the heck? Hamilton. He like it's been how many years? That many that special is like three or four years yeah. old. He's he super needs a new one. He's super clean. He's very Mormon. You can tell. Um, <laughs> amazing. It's one of the best specials I've ever seen. Yeah. We still quote it all the time. Dear sir. <laughs> <laughs> we, 
We always quote when he says, um, he does the bit about arriving in New York. If you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. Yeah. So he talks about like emerging out of the subway and like how there's just restaurants all around. He's like, I think I'm going to make it. Like, it's not like you're dropped in the Sahara Desert, you know? Right. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. That we quote that Somebody one. Somebody smoking crack in there. <laughs> he talks about the subway. Yeah, there's some good ones. Uh, yeah. um, Tom Papa did one. Again, just trying to bring the funny back. I, I genuinely have been digging deep. Like, what are these things that make me laugh? Mm-hmm. Funny things to think about. So Tom Papa, another stand-up comedian, does a bit about his wife putting on makeup and how, you know, he pu- she puts it on and she's alive and she's happy and she's awake. And then she washes it off at night. And the next morning she puts it on again and she's happy uh-huh. and she's awake and she's beautiful. And then she takes it off again. And like what a silly ritual this is when you think about it. Uh-huh. Like every day I'm going to get up and I'm going to paint my face and then I'm going to wash it off. And he's like, but also right. can you like make sure you don't stop doing that? <laughs> <laughs> that would be a great time to think. Toops and Company for sponsoring season 10. (laughs) I was running low on everything the other day, so I placed a nice big order and I've got all sorts of good stuff. And um, I ordered, have you ever tried the the, uh, tinted lip balm? Yes, I'm wearing that right now. Okay, good, because I ordered a couple of them and I'm really excited because... Like now, I'm in a sweatshirt and I put on some red lips. I'm not really feeling. You got to feel the red. You got to feel the red lips. You got to be in. Sometimes the power red lip move. helps you feel the red lip, but mm-hmm. sometimes you put it on you and you're like, yeah, not today. Yeah. And so I'm pretty excited about the tinted, yeah, tinted lip balm. The so, the tinted uh, lip gloss also is really really good. Okay. And you know how sometimes you use those lip products, lipsticks, lip glosses, and you, it feels like somebody took sandpaper to your lips like four hours later. Yeah, you're like it's like it eats away the top surface. Mm-hmm. Of it. One mm-hmm. of the things I love about Tubes and Co's lip stuff is that it really is nourishing. Like you you just it's your skin feels healthy, your lips feel healthy. There's no compromise at all. Um and I love that. So, good good stuff. Okay. So, yes. real quick, tubesandco.com. Yep. Uh and your code for 10% off, you can use all season cuz they're the um the season sponsor. We always have Sponsors of the show, but then a season sponsor. They are our exclusive season 10 sponsor is Chic 10. Mm-hmm. So check the show notes mm-hmm. or uh, if you can yep. find it online, Tubes and go T-O-U-P-S. I have an entire Tubes face today. Fabulous. Yep. I think I do just about do too. Cork. I found my foundation color, which is cork. Okay. I've got the highlighter on my nose. I've got the lick the gel or not gel. Like blush that's in a cream stick, the, stick the cream one. stick mm-hmm. blush, um, which it's I so like good. because it gives like this. Um, um, it's, when you use the cream blush like that, it gives like the the rouge color is coming from underneath your skin. It's not it's like true. you put it on top of your skin. It's a it's nice yep. inside out look. Such beautiful stuff. I we should have Emily mm-hmm. on this season to talk about putting the fun back in, even the way we look. Oh, I'm like, I'm serious, you guys. This this theme. It's it's trickling into all these pieces of my life music oh it's is on my all- mind all the time i even bought like a bright colored floral dress i'm like we're just what are you- you're just gonna die like just die in a pretty flower dress like have fun maybe it's not the most flattering piece you can wear whatever i don't know maybe it makes your butt look like i just don't care anymore like if it makes like i just i just want to have fun hmm. Don't laugh at me. I love it. No, <laughs> it's true. I love it. 
It's so true. Um, I'm painting everything in colors. Like, I'm just like, I guess we'll just paint this. Yeah. Next. Next. Like, where else can I put something beautiful and something enjoyable and something fun? And just like crazy to hell with all the rules of about all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I didn't break any rules yesterday, but I did go and just like, okay, it's January. Everything is gray. I'm yeah. going I'm going in. I'm going in for yeah. grocery store bouquets of flowers. Mm-hmm. I can't take it any mm-hmm. longer. And yep. I got out like my green gingham tablecloth that I usually wait for spring. I don't care. Yep. Yeah, I mean, care about the important things. And then don't care about the other things. I think that is like a real ticket to the bringing the fun back. That there are real issues and like really important things. Yeah. And there are real rules that help protect you and help protect your family. And like, I'm not saying just go and do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm saying keep the main thing the main thing. And let the other stuff just be fluid. Let her let yourself be fluid. Like yes. let yourself change. Let mm-hmm. yourself grow your hair out or cut it short. Or like don't don't make the small things the big things. I think we would just live so much freer if we let people do that and we held ourselves to that same standard. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And and seek out the the trivial fun things because it's really really easy to be a lame ass grown up that doesn't turn music on all day mm-hmm. that that and just simple things doesn't turn on music doesn't wear her favorite blouse except for a special occasion doesn't light the candle yeah you know doesn't like, use her china Tuesday. doesn't use her china like seek out all those little yeah. Those little joy things that make make it fun again. Yeah. The, the every day. The, yeah. Yeah. Get on like, the floor. Watch the and, news. And watch a comedian. Yeah. Like, yeah. Play games with your kids. You know? Right. Light a fire. You know, you have – there's intentionality there. Yeah. That, that does take – and I, yeah. most of the time you're not – um intentionally – most of the time you're not – there's not like a neutral, okay? It's like you're – Seeking out stress or obsessing or mm-hmm. or doing boring things, you know, like yeah, you have to decide to do the other, big time, and it's really difficult when you've tried to be, you're rigid and you're responsible and you're scheduled and it it is really difficult. So I actually was faced with this thing in my mind the other day, and I'm sad to say I did not choose the fun thing. So we didn't go get gelato. So I decided to make hot chocolate instead. So we started mm-hmm. fire and we make hot chocolate. So we still like we kind of do this fun thing, but it was you know it wasn't nearly as exciting as it could have been for them mm-hmm. if I just would have said the fun thing. And that's not always in the cards, you know. You can't you can't do it all the time. But I I'm realizing you actually kind of have to unlearn how to be so rigid. Mm-hmm. It's actually like a process. Where you actually have to like look at a scenario and be like, I could do this thing. Also, I could do this fun thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And you actually, it's a choice. It's a choice. And I think that's the hardest part is we're all straddling that line between responsibility and fun. Mm-hmm. And um, there's not, it's not a clear cut answer. 
Yeah. And I, I mean, we're not saying don't be responsible because good gracious, we're always talking about skilling up and yeah. the, you know, that the Calvary's not com- Calgary. Calvary. Cal- the Calgary. Cal- Cavalry. 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 Holy crap. Cal- We've gotten some emails it. about that. I know. You guys. Not Calvary. Because you can't misspeak. You're not allowed <laughs> to misspeak. No. Um, they're not coming, you know, but. Yeah. But, you know, the responsible thing doesn't always have to be done. Like it. Right. We build it up in our minds that it matters so much. Yeah. Um, this is my lame example just for the week because this is where I am right now. I get up really early and my mind's super sharp in the morning. Uh, and that's when I sit down and return emails. You know, I go stand in front of my red light and I knock out like a ton of office work on my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like two birds with one stone and I get a lot done. I just like this week, I was just like, dang it. I love my house. I want to take that sharp brain focus and mm. put it to my house. And so I've been doing like house projects early in the morning. Mm-hmm. Like this morning, I I dove into my spice cabinet, got all new jars, got, trying to get, you know, you, mm-hmm. you try to keep everything in jars and keep it fun, but like the plastic starts to build up. And yep. so I'm like, I just went for it with my spice cabinet. Yesterday morning, I, I polished my copper sink. I know that sounds so dumb. But it was fun. Mm-hmm. Nobody was around. No, There was no food in the way. Nobody needed my attention. I just, like, got to take care of my house. Mm-hmm. And I've been just doing these little putsy homemaker things in the morning. And the results have been so fabulous. Like, yeah. I'm enjoying my space so much more. The family comes down and they're like, ooh. Yeah. Well, and don't you think that that that's just the perfect example of how things can act? You can it can be a responsibility. It can also be fun. So, like if you go yeah. to do the dishes, crank some good music, put some good oil in a diffuser, dance, like have fun with it. Mm-hmm. You know, it can be right. both. It doesn't have to be one or the other necessarily. Hmm. So <clears throat> we haven't done our wine segment yet. Okay. So Keep I'm going to cue that because in the vein of something fun, again, got to say that, wouldn't be an episode if I wouldn't didn't be say in the vein or this might offend some people. <laughs> this is going to be controversial. Gird your loins. <laughs> um, I ordered, mind you, you guys, like food is just my thing. Okay. I love it. I would give all my money to food. I would live in a shack and just eat my oysters and mm-hmm. be completely content. I did order oysters. Um, and I we only have two friends who will eat oysters with us. Because, you know, oysters are a, they're a thing. You like them or you don't. Right. I didn't like them until I was in probably my mid-20s. I actually never had one until I was in my mid-20s. And so... I didn't know that I, I didn't know what I was missing out on. Right. Um, but we had some friends over for some oysters and champagne on a Thursday for no reason. And just for fun, just for fellowship and enjoyment. So uh, we drink exclusively in our house Dry Farm Wines. You guys know that. If you haven't checked out Dry Farm Wines, I want you to go visit dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. Um, I know that like the 12 bottle package that might be out of your grocery budget, maybe it's in your grocery budget. I don't know. Maybe you want to say no to some other things so that you can say yes to this really, really beautiful wine. 
but their bubbly package is very affordable and you get three bottles of, of sparkling wine you can have it delivered once a month or you can do a one-time order um we got i actually subscribed to the bubbly package twice <laughs> don't judge me um so we got this bottle right here and it's a french have you had this one? Oh, that's beautiful. I oh, I have not had that one. Mama. I haven't opened. It might be in my box. Okay. Um, I don't know. Okay. Maybe. So uh, again, dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. This is a rumen and it has the address. Wouldn't that be fun just to go show up at this address where they make this? It's French. Jean, it's a brute. Um, it's from Alsace. Is that how you say that? Alsace. 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 Sass. Okay. Alsace. It's sixty percent aro. I don't know how to say this. A u x e r r o i s. Aro. O. Then what's the other one? R o i s. Aro. Sixty percent aro. I don't know how to say that. Forty percent. It's like of kings or of king. I think. No, it's a it's a grape variety. Yeah, I know. Oh. Okay. Well, anyway, 12 and a half. R-O-I-S. Yeah. 12 and a half percent alcohol. Um, and we had a bottle of this with our oysters and we just sat around our kitchen table. I had French music playing and it was just magic. It was just magic. And my friend texted me after they left and she's like, I'm going to just going to be like tasting oysters and champagne in my dreams. And that was just beautiful. And I thought, you know, again, it's worth noting Moments like this, sometimes they magically happen, but most of the time you actually have to make them happen. Mm-hmm. And like, that's fun. We can we actually create fun. Fun just doesn't happen, although it can. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, like you, you put your hand to it, you know? And even yeah. something as small as just having a really good – and now I don't open a bottle of bubbly every day. This is like for a special occasion. But mm-hmm. it was so, so good. Um so dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic, do the bubbly. And if you use that link, actually, you'll get um, a bottle for just a penny added into your first order. So you'll get an extra bottle. Nice. So do that. It was so good. I wish you could have been here. I do too. I, I was thinking about that when you said you just have a couple friends that like oysters. Like, Yeah. No, it's one, Darla. It's one couple. Like, I don't think I have anybody up here that yeah. would come over for oysters. Mm-hmm. Which would just be such a great excuse to order them mm-hmm. once a month or mm-hmm. come over. I actually did the oysters three ways. So I did them raw um, mm-hmm. with like a mignonette sauce. Is that how you say that? Mignonette sauce. Mm-hmm. Then I did them the cochon way from New Orleans, um, oh. which is lemon juice, melted butter, garlic, chili flakes, anchovy paste. I'm missing an ingredient. Oh, and hot butter, sauce. Chili flakes. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then one like French style with garlic and breadcrumb, buttered breadcrumbs and parsley and holy mama. So good. Yeah. I love them. I, I do like dill and big chunks of sea salt and vinegar. And, oh, just all the. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. Makes me happy. Get out of here with that. Um, that was not what we were supposed to talk about on this episode at all. Well, what should we, it's, we put the, we are making what fun again. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Good luck labeling that when you post this episode. <laughs> I don't know. Ad lib. I don't again. know what you're gonna say. 
Um, I don't either. I guess let's leave them. Let's leave our audience with a little bit of an encouragement. Like, don't. Hmm. How do I want to say this? Um, I think I, I think the best, one of the best things we could do as homemakers this season is just to like genuinely just loosen up a bit and just be gentler Mm -hmm. with ourselves and gentler with other people. Um, I, I, I don't, I really don't think that we have fully processed everything that's happened yet in the last, in the last couple of years. And I know that it varies depending on where you're at, but even Mm -hmm. if you're somewhere where this hasn't really trickled out in a severe way at all. Um, mm-hmm. Culturally and like nationally, I think we all still feel the sting of it quite a bit, regardless of what yeah. country we're in. Um, uh, yeah. No, mm-hmm. who who's even had time? You, it's uh, Someone just needs to acknowledge how monumental it's been. Mm-hmm. And like, who's had time to really process it what does that even mean like no you just have to it's like it's like any other like sickness or something well you just have to keep going you know and everything's changed so much and like that's a whole other episode good yeah and and it is and and the reality is like for some people this might be you know quote like over um Mm -hmm. and for some people it's not like our church is still losing families we still have a lot of friends who are losing their jobs um you know and it's still a battlefield out there, particularly if you're unvaccinated. Um, it's still a battlefield. People are still trying to figure out how to live their lives in a semi-normal way. And so I think that's one of the reasons now more than ever that it's, um, you know, you got to just take your take your kicks where you can get them. Okay, move your shoulders a little bit. Take a deep breath. <laughs> like... <laughs> Take take your, you know, happy music, light your candle, and, you know, give yourself permission to just kind of be at peace with that. That's where you're at right now. So, anyway. Okay. Okay. Well. Until Thursday. I guess. We'll talk about something okay. else on Thursday. Okay. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>